The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs and business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're also giving back to the community, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking to make the most of yourself and your business, then you will want to stay tuned for the next hour. Here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm delighted to be back with you again for yet another week. And today we're going to talk about the nine habits of thinking bigger. I firstly want to say, as I always do, a thank you to my guest uh, from last week. Uh, Shannon Burnett-Gronich talked to us about media magic. And if you're interested in, in media, if you uh, want to get um, you know, some more press and free press and, and connect um, out there with, uh, with the different media channels, then I really recommend listening to that show. There was some great content there about you know, what you should put in your media pack and, and the kind of language that you should use in your bios and things like that. So would recommend taking a look at that interview. Uh, now this week uh, we're talking about nine habits of thinking bigger and you know while thinking about this uh, particular topic and I've been thinking about um, you know my sort of past and uh, times when uh, maybe I could have thought bigger and maybe played a bigger game and and this week though I'm delighted to say I, I really feel that I am which has been quite exciting I've got a new website Chris Cooper Business Elevation under development and some great business cards that I'm feeling really pleased with I've got a speech at a national conference next week and I'm preparing for a speaking on a, a global summit so it's all really exciting However, I'm also mindful that it took a lot of work to, to think bigger, and I'm sure there's so much more I could do. And in times in my past, as I mentioned, I was probably guilty of sometimes you know, not having the confidence to think um, as large as I should. Reading a section of my guest's latest book, he, he says, and he, he is very eloquent in his language, he says very eloquently, you came into this world bursting with wonder, imagination, curiosity, the urge to be creative, and as any crawling wanna walk baby will show you, you were born with unflinching and boundless ambition. But now as an adult, are you thinking big enough to fulfill that ambition? How many of us don't fulfill our ambition to think big enough? And wonder whether, you know, I would, if I'd listened to this, um, and they said conversation with Richard many years ago, whether I would have started thinking even bigger earlier. So uh, delighted today to um, start to introduce Richard, uh, Richard Newton, He's the co-founder of OP3N Voice, a tech company that's making extraordinary things possible with video and audio. And in 2013, the company moved its HQ from London to Austin, Texas. Many, many years before this, Richard was a business journalist for various Sunday newspapers in London. And having criticized from the sidelines, he decided to experience life at the sharp end of the business pages, the actually doing business end. He launched his first startup around the turn of the millennium. And it was tough, but as he says, it was also exhilarating. 
And since then, he's been heavily involved in establishing and working with technology startup companies, either as a co-founder, mentor, as, or as he puts it, a provider of moralizing grisly war stories from the past. <laughs> we'll ask him about that in the moment. <laughs> His first book, Stop Talking, Start Doing, A Kick in the Pants in Six Parts, was published by Capstone in 2011 and was the number one business book in W.H. Smith's um, for over 56 weeks and was published in 12 languages. So a big welcome to Richard Newton. Thank you very much, Chris. It's great to be on your show. You're very welcome. It's a, a pleasure to have you. So what do you mean by moralizing uh, around grizzly war <laughs> stories from the past? What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> the, the business, business is tough, it, it, or, or it can be tough. And uh, uh, you have to make a lot of... Uh, tough decisions and sometimes tough decisions happen to you and, and uh, uh, those tough moments you know are, are when you learn an awful lot about yourself and about business and the way the world spins and, and the way the way people work in fact and, and you've got, got to the benefit the benefit of my I guess if I can share the benefit of my experience that pain might be a, a lesson for some of the other people that I work with so so um, you know, when, when you're working with people on their first startup, you, you you begin to build almost in almost an innate sense of actually this decision you're about to make right now is going to seems very trivial right now, but five years down the line, this this is going to be profound, um, and it could end up like this. And then you tell your moralizing grizzly war story, and they think, yikes, okay, I'm going to think clearly about this. Absolutely right. Stories are really important, aren't they? And uh, we do collect a few. Uh, the older that we get, <laughs> I, I do think it's. I'm really, afraid to. <laughs> I'm really worthwhile listening to, uh, to to us people like us, maybe who've been around a little bit longer, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, to tell us a bit, Richard, about you know what happened in your life that you know influenced you writing a, a new book on thinking bigger. Um. Well, in broad terms, I think sort of thinking big is is something that we, as, as I understand it, and we'll probably get to that, is something you should be doing all the time. But um, I, I, I guess, you know, several. I, I've now been part of several businesses that I've co-founded, and each one has um, pivoted and shifted direction several times before it really found its way and uh, when you're doing when you're making those sorts of d d decisions you're constantly thinking big and expansively and creatively about and, and critically about about what it is that you're doing and are you doing it the right way and, and, and you're, you're, you're having to juggle an awful lot of thoughts and, and I think that sort of thinking is um, uh, th that experience of having to think like that um, I mean, I'll give you an example. My, one of my first companies, we began making screensavers and we ended up, now we, we make brand management uh, software systems, mm. marketing campaign systems for some you know, enormous global brands. But it was nothing like what we intended to do at the beginning. And the, the company in Texas began as a call recording company. And now it's one of the world's leading companies in uh, making audio and video libraries searchable for sort of the words that were said, emotions that were present and things like that. Uh, and so, so, so 
I think what we had to keep doing in all of these businesses was be alert to you know, the way the world is turning, wh wh where our relative strengths and weaknesses are, where the opportunities lie, uh, and, and, and so on. So, so I think that that experience has uh, sort of in, informed the writing of this book and gave me something to reflect upon. You know, because I didn't have the answers when I began it. I just thought this is a very interesting subject to me and I want to reflect upon it and, and see if there are any lessons I can draw from it. I don't know if this kind of works with, with you, but one of the things I realized, um, I'm about sort of seven years into this particular part of my life, and I think I just finally feel in seven years that I'm really getting it in, into some degree of you know, order and sustainability and... Mm -hmm. It's taken me, and, and like you described there, is you know I've done different kind of uh, focuses at different times, and I sort of likened it a little bit to you know keep sort of pushing on certain doors, and then you you suddenly get to a door and it opens much easier, uh, yep. and uh, and then you start to focus in that area because it opens easier. But sometimes you've got to push on a few different ones to absolutely see how easy they they start to budge. Um, yes, and it feels a bit like that with, with my experience really. Yes, I, I, I think I think that's exactly right, and 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 you know, but some of those easily open doors can be trap doors, as it yes. were, because very often they can, they can lead into a direction that you don't want to go. Very you true. know, because you know, very often people will be seeking to sort of go into a new career or turn into a new direction, but actually the door that opens easiest is the one that's back to the safe and familiar. You know, so 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 you, it, it it's. Uh, I think there there are two sides to that coin. And that's a really really good point. I think what I, what I would sort of say is that you should you should have a very clear kind of vision of where you want to get to. <laughs> so it's got, you've got to realise that yeah. if you go through that door, it's going to take you to where you want to go, and not take you to yeah. where, the back where you've been. So I think uh, yes, yeah, really really absolutely right to uh, to say that. And but why do you why do you think that people need to think bigger? Um. So I I think. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think sort of th thinking big has been something that people have, but, but, but by which I mean uh, being uh, careful where you, what you pay attention to and um, uh, what, what, what you, what, where, where, where you direct your thinking, because that, that is actually where you're going to put all the energy of your life. Um, so I think that that, that that has always been important. What is really important uh, now and what, is, what, what has changed is the ease with which you can be distracted, buffeted and pulled from a, the direction you want to go or, um, by the amazing amount of pinging, buzzing things uh, and data-powered sort of nudges that are happening to us. Um, thanks to our sort of 24-7 uh, permanently connected world. Mm. Yeah, that's um, very, very easy to find yourself uh, you know, engaged in, in things which maybe unless you really stick at them and stick at them and make them a, a core part of what you do, that you don't make any money out of them if you're not careful. Yes. Um, yeah. There's a lot, of, uh, you know, a lot of good online marketing stuff, but there's, uh, there's some way you can... I find you can lose track of uh, of time and focus if you're not careful. If it doesn't mm. turn towards where you want to go, um, do do you think there's a, a general problem though that people aren't thinking um, bigger when maybe they could think bigger, or 
do you think uh, the opposite happens and now people think the world could be my oyster and then get disappointed? Well, I, I think it's probably a, a combination of both of those things, really, um, which is probably, in, in a way, the, the, the worst of all worlds, or at least the, the, the most dangerous. Um, you can... So the, the, the options open to people now are, are, are enormous, and you can pretty much pursue um, uh, any direction that, that interests you. But at the same time, the, the might of global big data-powered marketing organizations is being aligned to grab your attention and pull you this way and that way. And uh, you, 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 it's very difficult for you to apply your attention and energy to the things that you want to do because big marketing companies have worked out how to manipulate your attention to own it for themselves. Mm. Uh, so so that, that, that's one of the things I, I, I've been trying to address in, in, in this book. Mm. I, was, I was impressed when I looked through the book, actually, that uh, you'd done, and I realized that you'd done the illustrations yourself. Is, uh-huh. is, that, is, yeah. is that something you particularly like, Art? Um, I think sort of creative writing, if I can call it that, and art have were things that I was always passionate about but then dropped in favor of, from, from my school days really, in favor of doing stuff that I felt I ought to do, um, which is sort of science, economics, mathematics, and pursuing a sort of uh, traditional, what I thought would be a traditional career. Uh, and and now I find myself saying, actually, this is what I this is where I find myself in the flow and enjoying myself the most. So I haven't really drawn since I was a child, and it was I lost myself drawing in this. And and it's funny you, if, if if you the the drawing gets better as the book progresses, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was simply getting better, and and you know I, I hours vanished. It was such good fun. So I, I definitely intend to try and find more time doing that. So it wasn't that you were drinking more as you got more through the book? Well, <laughs> you know, it has to be me and my publisher. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> no, I, know, I know that you are very much in your element writing and yeah. something that, you, that comes very natural to you. Um, yes. And you enjoy it. It sounds, you know, talking to you about your, your books and your writing, you know, you very much seem to be kind of somebody in your bliss when you're doing it. That's, that's, that's absolutely true, yeah. Um, and uh, that is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting my energy and my life, my career towards doing a lot more of that now. So I, I, I'm, I, I guess I'm walking the talk here. You know, if, if, if this book is largely saying, you know, you need to surface what it is that you can be wholehearted about and invest your energy into um, as a career or as your sort of outside work sort of hobby, and, and I'm urging people to do that, then, you know, it's only right that I do it too. And, and, um, and I am. So, so I'm sort of uh, um, switching down one side of my life and, and trying to crank up the... Uh, the, the, the writing side, and uh, uh, I'm absolutely loving it. Excellent. And what, what do you think? What do you think um, are the problems that this book, you know, really address for people? Um, I, th- I think the, the the biggest is. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think there's 
the, the biggest is what is one which hasn't sort of changed probably since time immemorial. And you know, the, the ancient Greek philosopher Seneca was was was, was advising people thousands of years ago that um, you know you, you would be making a, a, a foolish and irrevocable mistake if you did not if you delayed the enjoyment of life, the contemplation of the things that matter to you, uh, and the appreciation of the world to your retirement. Um, and he said, you know, you, you should be trying to do that now. And uh, um, I, I, I think, as I've said, the, the, it, it's very difficult for us to, for people to find the time to, uh, uh, and space in which to invest their energy in the things that matter to them. Um, and, and uh, you know, there's this thing called Massive Monday, which is that the, the first Monday of every year is the busiest day uh, in the year in all the recruitment firms around the world because everyone's had this sort of uh, um, spiritual moment during uh, the festive season, the holiday season, when they, they've thought about another year's past, what really matters to me, and they've had the time to step back and reflect, and they, they thought, you know what, no more. I need to go and do something that really matters to me. I need to change it up. And they go in and they, they, they speak to the recruitment firms and seek a new job. And then thereafter, um, applications and interest at the recruitment firms drops off steadily all year long um, and crashes towards the end of the year. And then the uh, first Monday of the year, it's massive Monday again. Uh, and, 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 you know, th- this is people... Just, it, I think that shows what happens when you when you take a bit of time out to reflect upon what matters to you, um, and how easy it is to be diverted from that. Uh, so, so I, I I think that that's probably one of the important lessons. So it gets gets to the end of the year, and, and people are suddenly reflecting on that year. They've got some time free to suddenly think, and then they're all into action on first of January. Yep, and then suddenly to do lists, to do lists, and. Uh, you know, work, work stuff and school stuff happens and, and, and they, 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 they lose track and they lose control. Excellent. We're going to go to commercial break now and after the break we're going to start to chat through some of the, the different habits and in, um, in Richard's book there's nine habits so we'll cover at least some of them uh, just after the break. So we'll be back with you again very soon. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon 
Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Richard Newton, and we're talking about the nine habits of thinking bigger. So, um, scanning through the book, Richard, I noticed that the first habit was um, what do you mean by so was um, uh, was it swim don't float so swim don't float yes yeah, swim don't yep. float so what do you mean by swim don't float well so so um, so 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 the metaphor I used was was the uh, the sea squid and uh, the the sorry sea squirt and the sea squirt sort of begins life sort of looking a little bit like a tadpole um, and it sort of swims around the ocean. Um, finding its own nutrients and things to eat and so on. And it's the master of its own destiny until it finds a, um, uh, a rock or a, a shipwreck to perch on. And then it fixes itself there. And the sea squirt then never, ever moves again. It, it, um, rather than seeking out food and being the master of its destiny, it's reactive. It waits for the sea to bring nutrients to it, if it will. And because it's no longer master of its destiny, it no longer needs its brain, so it eats it. And... Um, uh, it eats it because it, in any creature, even a little sea squirt, the, the brain is a, uses vast amounts of energy. And in, in, a, in a human being, your, your brain, which weighs about one-fiftieth of your body weight, uses up about one-fifth of your total daily energy. And um, so, so to send a signal, a neuron in your brain would use about a sing, single, to send a single signal that's a tongue twister, then um, it will use the same amount of energy as a leg muscle will use if it runs a marathon. Uh, so, so your brain uses enormous amounts of energy, um, which is why it can do amazing things if you decide you're going to use your mind. You're going to consciously direct it to make things happen. Um, and if you're not, then you might as well be a sea squirt. You should just drift along, be buffeted wherever the currents and the... Uh, uh, the fish take you, and 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 that will be the end of uh, the end of you. So so really, I'm 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 talking here about actually saying, I'm 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 going to I'm going to be more deliberate and conscientious about uh, the way I use my mind. Um, so I'm, I I think probably the mantra for the this chapter, if not the if, or, or, or the, uh, the motto, if not for the whole book, would be. Um, a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, um, and he says that life consists of what a man is thinking all day. You know, and I, I thought that's that, that's pretty beautiful. That sums up uh, what it is. So, so um, we need to be we need to pay particular attention to what where we direct our mind, where we allow it to go, to not let it be 
buffeted and pulled and swayed by trifling things like someone queue jumping or uh, nudging ahead of you in the traffic or pulling, pulling a funny face, whatever, because these things are gone and they don't matter. But they will consume enormous amounts of energy and get to, to no avail. Um, so, so and, and that would be what, uh, uh, what I would call floating. You're just floating along on the tide uh, instead of directing your mind to do something purposeful. Yeah, I think you've, uh, you've made that point really, really well. And you know, there's probably a very large percentage of the population, and not, don't count the people who listen to this right now, because um, you know, they're, they're people who are um, engaging their minds and uh, you know, wanting to learn. But you know, every, every day, I think it's one of our responsibilities, isn't it, to, to really make sure we're, we're thinking correctly and we're yep. looking after ourselves, because, uh, as you say, where we, where we put our attention grows. Yeah, and, 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 and I think we very easily, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's easy for us to miss, um, to, 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 to put our energy in, in, into the wrong place. Um, and that the, the critic and academic Thomas uh, Derisovich, if I've said that right, um, has talked of um, a phenomenon he calls excellent sheep, um, which is this idea that uh, all these really high-achieving um, young adults going through uh, sort of the top universities and, and getting some of the best jobs afterwards um, are, all, are, are scoring phenomenally well in whatever it is they do. Um, and they put all their formidable um, talents into achieving really high scores in whatever it is they're doing, and then and the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing. But they're not actually stopping to say, am I actually going in the right direction? Is this a fulfilling direction? Is this the one? You know, is, it the one right, is it the right one for me to go? Um, and and uh, so, so, so I don't think it's... Um, uh, uh, th- th- this business of sort of floating, I don't think is 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 is, is uh, a, a a trap that um, you know we we aren't all equally likely to fall into. I think no matter how smart you might be, you can still be um, buffeted along because you don't take time out to stop and think. Makes a lot of sense. I think you may have just introduced a new phrase into the uh, English language, which is uh, stop being a sea squirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, not everyone will know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe a good thing. Yeah, quite. <laughs> so your next point was about clearing some headspace, and yes. yeah, you mentioned actually the example there about Christmas. You know, Christmas holidays, people have got yep. some time, and then suddenly everybody's applying for new jobs in the first of January. But uh, you know, besides maybe Christmas, I mean, in our busy lives, um, how do you how do you think people should make that space? Um. I think it's it takes conscious effort and practice, um, and, and uh, so I, I, I because because I think the art of big thinking is the sort of is is the art of appreciation really, which it, which is actually to, to to stop in the moment and say actually you know I'm, it's. Where I am right now, is it so bad? Is it, is it good? What am I enjoying? Um, uh, rather than constantly worrying about the next thing on the to-do list, Cause, because we, 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 we can just become sort of uh, 
uh, engines that, 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 that follow the steering wheel of our to-do lists if we're not very careful. Um, so so I, I think we, we, we need to be very... Uh, we, we need to make a lot of effort to, to, to step back from uh, all the activity, give ourselves some, some, some time and space from the interruptions and actually just, just, just practice just being and contemplating and appreciating. Uh, and I, I think sort of mindfulness, um, which, which is you know, becoming very popular right now, mm. is, is um, something which is sort of very helpful in doing this because you want to find this space to surface you know, what, what it is so that you can listen to, your, to, to yourself and find your authentic voice um, uh, that tells you this is what I enjoy doing. Actually, I don't want to um, uh, continue training to do triathlons. That's just a habit. And actually now I want to, let's say, read more books or write a book or become a photographer. Um, but but un, un, unless you stop and listen to yourself, then, then you may not become aware of that for a very long time. Mm. I, I, I saw that um, recently uh, or earlier this year, Google uh, in Dublin ran a project called, Google, uh, called Dublin Goes Dark. And when, when people left the office at the end of the day, they had to put anything that beeped into uh, sort of into a bin at the front desk, and they couldn't pick it up until they came back to work the next day. <laughs> and all the staff, when they came in, they they reported being sort of higher levels of bliss, great levels of sleep, uh, enormous levels of energy. And I, you know, I just think that's fascinating. And it's a shame that uh, it hasn't been sort of developed and expanded, rather than it was run as just a short one-off project. Because uh, I, th- I, I think that pro- probably enormous amount, no- enormous lessons were learned from that experiment, including the world will carry on turning if I'm not online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Maybe Google decided it wasn't in their interest. <laughs> well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so um, your next point was about feeding your mind, and how do big thinkers fill their minds? Because we just talked about creating space, so now we're mm. going to. Fill our minds. So, so I, I think you want to do two things here. I, th- I think probably the, the, the first thing is, is, is let's assume you've sort of found some space and you've worked out and with some degree of confidence, hopefully, what it is that, 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 that you love about life and you're going to invest yourself as wholeheartedly as possible in that direction. Um, then I think in the great sort of stew of human knowledge, which is um, accessible, particularly online, in ways you know that our ancestors could, could not dream of, um, you can go as deep into that as as your interest and passion will take you. And at the same time, I think you should also sort of, I think your your ladle into this big stew of knowledge should be. Uh, not, not only have a really long handle letting you go deep, it should also have a really broad sort of spoon so that you can stretch widely and, and, mm. and find this sort of uh, serendipitous stuff that happens to be interesting um, just for the sake of being interesting. Um, and, and stretching across like that into sort of other fields of knowledge is um, what leads to the sort of serendipitous um, uh, mashups or, or, or what the, or combin, combinatorial creativity as the sort of creative theorists have it, which is this idea that sort of 
creativity comes from uh, uh, two or more existing ideas combining in a way that haven't combined before, and that's what sparks a third new idea, um, which has sort of novelty and value. Um, and either that has novelty and value because it's funny or makes you happy, or it has a commercial value, um, and you go off and develop um, your new business. Mm. And so to, you talked there, mentioned about serendipity. I mean, uh, I know you, your next point about noticing things and using mm. serendipity a lot. Um, when you're talking about serendipity here, are you talking about, do you believe in a, a connecting greater force? Because uh, sometimes in life, quite amazing things do seem to just seem to happen or collide. They do, and I'm not, I wouldn't want to stake a flag in the, yet, in, in the campuses, there's definitely a sort of uh, uh, a guiding force, but I, but but I think there is something extraordinary about um, being interested in things, and that creates a new filter through which you see the world, and suddenly everything that's relevant to the way you see the world sort of throws itself at you in sort of fluorescent colours, and it becomes much harder to miss. Um, which, which, which is why you find all sorts of uh, sort of happy coincidences um, when, when, when you're really interested in something. I mean, I find that when, I, when I'm, say, writing a, a book like this, um, or, and, and I'm, say, let's say I'm, 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 I want to find examples of noticing things, I suddenly start noticing things. And I can almost pick up a book at random in a bookshop and find something in a page that I open at random relevant. Um, and, and, and it's because I'm sort of uh, bringing my whole mind to bear on this sort of one angle, one view of the world, which is, which is the one that interests me at that time. I remember reading, there's a, a book I like, which is an old book by Charles Barker. It's called The Power of Decision. And mm. in it, he, he talks about um, ideas seeking a home as much as you're seeking them. And I thought that was quite an interesting idea. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, th I think there is there is an aspect to that, and and I think there's there's also a um, a, a slightly more sort of hard science view as well. If you take say the Daniel Kahneman's book on thinking fast and slow, and he talks about system one and system two thinking, and system one, if you've read it, is this is is. Uh, your intuition it's, it's your it's it's your fast instinctive thinking and that's that's what guides most of our, our activity all day long and system two thinking is slower it's more conscious and effortful and that's what you do when you sort of sit and really ponder a problem and so so, so we live most of our lives doing system one thinking um but uh once we start applying to a uh ourselves to a problem, our mind to a problem, mm -hmm. then we bring system two into play. And um, uh, suddenly, um, we're, our minds are, are alert to, to anything, let's say the universe throws, throws at us or makes visible um, that uh, um, uh, is relevant to that. So, so it sort of shifts from, from being ignored by system one into being noticed by system two. Mm. It's a bit like, uh, if anyone who's read Napoleon Hill talks about you know, right. being a bit like a, you know, mind being a bit like a, a radio, sending out signals. Do you think um, we're, we're sending out some signals when we move into, into two that actually we're really interested in this and we're, we're picking up on all sorts of things out there? 
Um, I, I, yeah, so, so, so I, th I think we've got, so there's two parts. There. One is being receptive to sort of uh, ideas and opportunities. But the other one is, is, is whether we actually maybe, maybe sort of subconsciously move ourselves into uh, situations where we are more likely to um, uh, uh, in, encounter sort of serendipitous um, uh, events and information. Uh, and, and I think there's a good chance that happens. I mean, I, I think the amazing amount of neuroscience that comes out just seems to convince uh, me that, 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 that we're, we're, we're ever less responsible for what really goes on. Uh, and our conscious minds are just uh, um, uh, trying to rationalize what happened. Yes, it was, it was interesting. Um, actually, this week I was I've got a client I'm doing a really big piece of work and with at the moment, and he was thinking about he was thinking about me this week, and he wanted to have a talk about uh, you know the kind of things I'm going to do going forward. And I think he was also kind of a bit concerned that he didn't want it to come across as though I'm going to do less going forward. But he was working out how to broach it, and he'd even been for a run to have a think about it. And but at exactly the same time, I'd been thinking about the same thing and the need to talk <laughs> to him. And gain some clarity, and uh, and uh, he rang me up and said, "Look, you know, can you think about this, and can we talk on Thursday?" And I, uh, I actually, I bumped him into the office. And said, "No, any chance we could just talk about it now? Because I'm thinking about the same thing as you, and this is, and, and to me, it's absolutely obvious what I should be doing." And he was like, "Oh, you know, thank goodness for this." And and, and his words <laughs> were, "You know, things about you and you and I, you know, we are, we do seem to be very intuitive, don't we?" Um, mm. uh, it's funny sometimes you seem to there's people that you connect with, and you are intuitive and mm. you know you're thinking about the same things at the same time it's a strange there's a strange set of forces out there i suspect that we don't fully understand no no doubt about that yeah, yeah. we've only got um about uh, a couple of minutes till we go to commercial break so i'm going to just move on and we'll, we'll maybe have to continue this point after the break but the next point you said was um what do you mean it was um about chance reality um, don't deny it. That's, I mean, what do you that's, mean a, that? that's a yeah, that's a spelling error. It's it's a change reality. Oh, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. My my point possibly. Yeah, well, could, could easily be could easily be my my handwriting. Um, yeah, so so uh, I, I think since we're you know the the, the people who are interested in, in in this sort of subject are, are usually looking to affect change of some sort. Um, and or um, what 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 I don't think you can make change happen until uh, uh, you, you've accepted you know the reality of a situation and the facts as they are. And I think accepting reality is 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 not the same as saying you're going to have to suck it up and endure it forever. I think it's actually it's a very uh, um, proactive, controlling thing to do to understand exactly the situation that you're in and saying, now that I know what's going on, I'm going to change it. Excellent. Well, we'll, we'll continue a bit more with that after the break, but sure. um, we should be back again in just another couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, 
facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Do you, like most Americans, spend the majority of your life at work? Are you making it the joy that it deserves to be, or are you feeling drained and unfocused? Tune in to A Great Place to Work with hosts Kurt Kaufman and Dr. Kathy Sorensen. Your hosts have more than 30 years of experience in workplace consulting and are ready to bring you the secrets and success stories of businesses who are making their business a great place to work. Listen every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy a better workplace and a better life. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with host Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. We've been talking about um, the nine habits of thinking bigger, and uh, so far I think we covered uh, uh, information which um, about um, swimming don't floating, or in my opinion, don't be a sea squirt. Uh, we, t- <laughs> we talked about um, creating headspace, um, so we can think about things, about really filling our minds with that big, that big spoon um, that uh, Richard was talking about. We talked about serendipity and noticing things, and then... Um, Richard was talking about um, change reality, don't deny it. I mean, anything else I cut you off a little bit short though, Richard, about changing reality that you just want to articulate any further? Um, yeah. as, as, as I was writing, I, I didn't write about this in, in the book, but, but, but it reminded me of a time when I started training in Aikido, which is, the, which is this um, sort of modern Japanese martial art, and it, it, it's um, the what, what makes it different to the other martial arts. So other martial arts, are, you know, if someone tries to sort of punch you, then then you sort of block it and try and hurt them more faster. Uh, and and in Aikido, they say, ah, oh, well, what's happening? Someone is sending me some energy through the mechanism of their fist, and um, what I'm going to do is to use that energy in a different way. And and it's such a constructive, peaceful in the end way of dealing with situations. Um, so so, so, so the, physically what happens is you try to move inside the line of the attack mm. and then you turn so that you're almost aligned with your assailant and then you direct their, their energy um, in a way that probably leads them onto the floor and then you put them into a hold and say, look, I'm not going to hurt you, but I could. So how about you don't try and hurt me and then we can go and have a cup of tea. Mm. And... Um, it, it, I, I love this constructive way of dealing with, the, you know, the reality of someone trying to attack you. Um, and and, and I, I felt there was a sort of a good metaphor in there for, uh, 
um, how to deal with sort of constructively with the reality of a situation that may not be going your way. Um, and uh, so, so, so that's so, so, um, let me see, with, with, with change, how do I apply that to change reality? Uh, I, I, I just think sort of sheer resistance and blocking, um, you know, you can't deny the internet. Right. I mean, you, you, you may hate the internet, but there's no point denying it. It's there now. It's here for good. The, that goose is cooked. That's in the plan and so on. Um, so you need to learn to live with it and change your life um, to accommodate it. So, 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 so I just want to say that changing this idea of accepting reality in order to change it is a very uh, constructive, empowering thing. And it, it's not saying you just have to suck it up and endure it. I think you make a really you, there's a really good point in there that you know pe- people often don't adapt their propositions and a good example that might be sort of Kodak with their film and when, when oh yeah digital came in or the you know the record industry with with uh, you know downloadable uh, material on the internet is actually the consequences of them not uh, you know kind of denying the reality <laughs> rather yeah. than changing their themselves to that reality has been huge. Yes, um, and but those people who've managed to be fleet of foot have benefited enormously. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so having a you also talk about having a big ego in the book and also a small ego. Um, do you want to explain you know when we should use each and how you find that balance and, and what you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so um, I, th- I think I heard that phrase in an interview with. Um, Chap called Laszlo Bock, who's the head of people operations at Google, and he was talk- he was talking about the sort of people that they want to hire there, and he said that it's it's people with a big ego and a small ego, and, and the big ego is is I, I'm I am going to fight my corner and make my case and believe in what I say, and the small ego says, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I have to change my mind about this. You know, if the facts change, or I'm basing this on the wrong facts, or my premises are wrong. Then um, I have to accept that I have to accept I'm wrong. You know, it's it's, it's not a million miles from accepting reality, right? Um, but uh, very often our, our egos will stand in the way of accepting that 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 we're wrong or that we've made mistakes. Um, uh, and so you need an, a sort of an intellectual humility, uh, or, or, or just humility, full stop, in order to be able to uh, um, actually learn the best. Right? In, order, in, order, in order to learn from new information, to learn from arguments, discover when you're wrong, when your opinions are out of date, then, then, then you need um, humility. But you shouldn't be uh, you know, a doormat. You've still, got to advance, you've still got to fight your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that delicate sort of push and pull between having a big, big ego and a small ego. That makes a, makes a lot of sense. It could be also thinking about it, one of the challenges, and a challenge I found actually when I went into running a small business really on my own from having had a corporate career and, and having a successful first business, I probably had the, the belief that I could quite easily do that again. Uh, and what I had to do is I had to adjust my ego a bit uh, right. and, and also be prepared to do some of the things that a small business really has to do mm. that I, I used to have people doing for me. Uh, yep. And that was kind of you know, a bit of a shift and a realization after a couple of years, and I think it kind of humbled me, really. Yeah, it's it's a classic uh, sort of entrepreneur's combination of skills, 
or, or characteristics actually that you that 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 you need enormous sort of self belief to persevere uh, in the face of all the things that sort of swim against you when you're when you're trying to build a business. Um, but at the same time, you've you've still got to be the one that sort of takes the rubbish out and all all of those other bits and bobs. And uh, you know, I, I had the same when I when I was a financial journalist, I could because of the virtue of the masthead of, say, the Sunday Telegraph or whoever I was writing for, you could ring the chairman of any FTSE 100 or NASDAQ company and get straight through. As soon as I quit and was running my own business, I, I couldn't get past switchboard. Yes. A tough lesson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was a lesson in accepting reality. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't deny that. <laughs> um, so before we... Uh, yeah, we sort of moving on. I want to just also cover certainly a couple more of your points, which I'm, I'm kind of intrigued about. And I think uh, one of them was traveling light. Yeah, what's, what's traveling light? Uh, well, there I'm talking about the, the the baggage which creeps up on us in the form, you know, during our lives, in in the form of uh, sort of the biases and prejudices and fears and so on, um, and it restricts our view of our own potential and what the world has to offer us. And you, again, this requires deliberate, conscious attention to be able to see the baggage. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I, uh, in, in a way, I'd, I'd like to give the example of, of, of uh, you know, a young child will one day tell you, I, you know, I want to be a spaceman and the next day, uh, I want to be a nurse, and the next day I want to be an artist. And, and uh, the world is open to them. They don't have uh, you know, any baggage hindering, hindering them or, or, or dragging them down to the bottom, you know, where the sea squirts live. Um, they're instead uh, changing their mind all the time, where, whereas we are, 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 have all sorts of, um, sort of rocks in our bag pulling us down and... and this will be things like maybe the need to be consistent. And, and, and we think, well, I've always said I want to um, sort of be a professional in this respect, I don't know, let's say a lawyer or something like that. And, um, uh, and, and so I need to pursue that. And, it, you know, being consistent is the right thing to do. It's the adult grown-up thing to do. Um, and uh, um, we, you know, this is, this is baggage that holds us back because we evolve and change and God knows the world changes too. So we have to keep looking at maybe some of our traits that might be inadvertently holding us back. Or maybe you know, sometimes we have these kind of winning formulas, don't they? Which I suppose you know, the example you just gave is can be a winning formula because it's, it's given us some success in the past. But actually it can also be our Achilles heel as well if we o- overuse it and aren't flexible. Exactly. And again, it could be success as seen by sort of society at large or our peers, but suddenly not by us so much um, because, because we, we've changed slightly. So let's sort of move on to your final point because this one really does intrigue me in terms of what it actually means because your final point <laughs> was twang. What, what, is, uh, what is twang all about? <laughs> tw- twang is a, is a sort of sh- shorthand for... Uh, uh, for resonance, so so um, when 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 an idea um, twangs, it resonates with someone, and I think that, that that's the ultimate test of 
or whatever big ideas and ambitions surface for you as you sort of uh, take time out to, 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 to look at yourself and where you're going. Um, the big test is, you know, do other people buy into your argument? Do they believe it? Because we all know that feeling where we, we, we've, through daydreaming or, or, or in, a, in, in our dreams at night, we wake up and think, I've, I've, I've got this amazing idea. And you go and tell someone about it. And then in the telling, you discover that, hold on, there, there's some real logical black holes here. Um, and uh, um, it's really only when you can communicate an idea really clearly and simply um, that you know you really understand it and, and, and you're going somewhere. And sometimes the only person you need to convince is yourself, but, 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 but you still need to, again, be uh, honest and faithful to yourself and you, and w when you assess your own argument. Uh, am I really convinced that this is the right thing for me to do, the right direction to go, that I should carry on doing what I'm doing or give it all up and go in a new direction? Mm. Mm. That makes uh, makes makes sense. So you you've got to, got to feel like yourself, and it's also helpful, isn't it? When uh, I've, I've sought uh, some really interesting thought leaders around something I've sort of created late, and it was just amazing to hear how how enthusiastic they were about yeah. it, uh, which took me by surprise. Actually, I was expecting a more kind of modest response from them, but that what that did is that also reinforced to me I was absolutely doing the right thing. Absolutely, yeah. The validation of, of of that of you know when your idea resonates with someone else is is huge. It's it's really exciting. I suppose so. The, so, so that is the final test. Mm. And I suppose the thing is, it's it is also to make sure maybe it's the best people to ask isn't your your mum or your dad or your sister or <laughs> your fan club. We <laughs> <laughs> may give you an honest opinion. No, it depends what answer you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just we've got just a, another sort of minute before I kind of need to wrap up. Really, I just wanted to ask you: if you had any final thoughts that you wanted to leave us with? Um, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I so 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 the difference I, I think between thinking big, say twenty thirty years ago, was much more about. Uh, in, in career terms, would have been about how far can I go in the direction in which I'm traveling right now. And, and it's sort of ambition in a unidirectional way, if I could put it that, that way. Um, and I think what's changed is that the world offers us an enormous range of options now in the ways to live our life, the ways to pursue a career. And we can have a multi-job career or a single job career or we can create a, um, a lifestyle business or whatever we want to do. So, so, so the options are, are tremendous and that means that right now the, the decision is not just which direction or how far to go but which direction to go. Um, so you want to pick a direction in which you can be wholehearted and then have big ambition and pursue your energies in that direction. And, 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 I, and, and so I think that is what, defining that direction is what's really important to, uh, uh, to people right now. And I think that's our, our, our opportunity. Richard, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with Likewise. you. Likewise. I've thoroughly enjoyed learning about sea squirts and, and <laughs> all sorts of uh, 
headspaces and big egos and small egos and whatever. It's been an absolute, <laughs> absolute pleasure. And if you want to find out more about Richard Newton, go to www.richard-newton.com. And uh, on next week's show, um, I'm taking a, a little break uh, and uh, because I'm at a speaking event and speaking myself. And um, we're going to repeat a show that I just loved uh, last year, I think it was, with the president of PRS Guitars, Jack Higginbotham, who was talking about um, you know developing an iconic brand, and I, I love that show. It was uh, one of my favourites because I'm a, a big uh, big fan of their guitars. So we're going to repeat that one again next week, and then we shall be back with you. Actually, be back with you live with another show in a couple of weeks with uh, Nikki Owen, who is a fascinating individual. We're going to talk all about charisma. So have a, a tremendous week or two, and I wish you all well. And once again, Richard, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Chris, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, typically 4 p.m. London on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your week.